Hi, I'm Hayley. And I'm Andy. And welcome to episode 20 of How How Have Have You You Not Not Seen? Seen? Welcome back. Welcome back. Or welcome for the first time. (laughs) Yeah, few people might have a bit of spare time on their own (laughs) at the moment. So if this is your first time listening to our podcast, hello. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah. We can keep saying hello. Uh, Basic premise, if this is literally your first time, because some people might be Yeah, jump in at episode 20, that's what they say. Yeah. Um, is that me and Andy have been married for five years together for 11 is it now? Sure. Long time and it was basically getting ridiculous the amount of times so that I was like have you not seen this film that uses quite a big section of your film knowledge. Raiders of the Lost Ark um, Titanic yeah that is missing from Andy's watchingness. Oh great! I know, yeah. <laughs> you really, you yeah, really bailed on that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even trying. Um, so we decided to do the podcast to increase my watchingness. Yeah, and it's a good excuse for me to watch all these films again, so, including this little gem that we're watching tonight. So we were uh, we're in isolation for um, you know for you, you listening in a year's time. Remember that wasn't that funny? Uh, <laughs> well, the weather's been lovely. So right, weather's been lovely. On. Um, no, obviously it's a very difficult time, mm-hmm. and we've been in isolation for a week now. Yep. Um, and we we've been looking through our DVD collection, thinking, right, what can we do? And we're going through. We found a, cu- a few films that we are going to do. Yep. And then as soon as you saw this one, you're like, yes, let's do that. <laughs> I was shocked that you haven't seen it. Yeah. One, because it's a Cage film. Oh, spoilers! You know Cage. Yeah, I know it's a Cage. So Cage to me is sort of the holy grail. In the same way that I like watching Jason Statham films, yeah. it's like right I kind of know what I want to want to see here mm-hmm. you've already given me a bit of a spoiler that it isn't necessarily classic cage in mm-hmm. that respect it's, um, it's not um, Vampire's Kiss yeah but if you've not seen Vampire's Kiss it's very hard to find but it's worth the well search. worth it. it took us years didn't it A B C D <laughs> I'm a vampire I'm a vampire that means nothing to probably about 95% of the people watching this but that 5% will also, be also how yes. are you watching this oh tell <laughs> us your secrets <laughs> over the fence <laughs> um, so what are we doing this week we are doing the 1999 I normally say classic this is not a classic it's a cult classic maybe um, 8 millimeter. right so th- is this going to have more of, of a how did this get made sort of vibe no okay no I wouldn't go that far. Another great podcast, um, but it—it. It, I'll go at you with the trivia. When, yeah, when we sorry. Come back, let's go, go watch and, it. I'll go watch it. Um, what do you think it's about, Andrew? No, absolutely no idea. I believe uh, something to do with film. Okay, because it's eight millimeter. Because it's eight millimeter. Yeah. I didn't know that going in. Like I, okay. I saw this film. You're just thinking. Oh, years not, ago. Not quite a centimeter. Interesting. <laughs> I thought it was a gun. <laughs> I was like, eight millimeters a gun. Isn't it? Is yeah, that like a really, ti- really tiny. No, the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> it's really like a mouse's gun. <laughs> um, we've uh, so we're gonna all go watch this. I'm proud of you that you didn't do. Yeah. The it's Jesus, well, it's me <laughs> <laughs> It's nearly the time to watch Muppets Christmas Carol again. Just <laughs> Give us nine, 11, nine 11 short months. months. Um, Eleven weeks of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we're gonna go watch this. You've not said what it's about. I don't know what it's about. I've made that abundantly clear. That you just know it's about a film. No, I don't even know it's that. It's a film within a film. Oh. It's a musical. 
<laughs> it's the producers. <laughs> That's what Cage is. It's not classic Cage. I'd love to see Cage in the producers. He'd be very good. He'd be great. He'd just be great in any film. I'd like to plot Cage in any film. <laughs> That'd be worth. Yeah, we should we should do that as a poll. What um, so tell us on Twitter <laughs> or Instagram or anything. What film would you like to see Cage in? And, and, we're what, not and gonna, what character? And we're not going to tell you what our Instagram is until the end. You've got to yeah, listen to oh, all of nice. this. Or you could just lose interest at this very point. But <laughs> we're going to go watch it. Yep. We, we've we wrestled with the idea of... Um, I'll be back in one second. <laughs> right. This is our tea is, is in the oven. It's just beeping, right? Yeah. So I'm going to leave you for a minute or so with one of Hayley's classic <laughs> fills. See, we're not cutting this bit out <laughs> at all. This is pure Hayley filler. Go no. give them what give them what they want. I can't. I can't talk on command. You know that. Okay. Hi everyone. I've got the floor for once. Um, do you know what's actually quite interesting? Sin is that we're all in quarantine. Like a convoy of cars have just gone past. So I think they may be breaking the law a little bit. Um, yeah. Well, this is awkward. Apologies. Andy's gonna love this when we listen back to it. Yeah. Andrew, it's dead air. It's literally, I can't talk on cue. <laughs> Can you cut that out? No, just be a human. <laughs> just say to people what's going on. I did. There was a convoy of cars going past. Oh, wow, really? <laughs> We're in quarantine. That shouldn't happen. Okay. That's, that was interesting. Anyway, he's back. Thank God. Wow. I mean, I'm not going to listen to this before it goes out. So I'm not going to cut it. I'm not cutting it. I'm not. Oh, God. You knew the rules. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so yeah, t- so we were wrestling with the idea of getting a takeaway. It's yeah. been a week, and we we want some sort of crazy unhealthy food, um, but we're we're not doing it. No, because we have frozen pizza. We have the world's smallest frozen pizzas, mm-hmm. and I'm so so disappointed. <laughs> we may have super noodles. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we're not having super noodles. Come on. I may have super noodles. <gasps> I'm hungry. Um. So we're gonna go do that. We're gonna go watch the film. Yes. You go listen to the trailer. Yeah. Right now. Um, and we'll see you in well we'll see you in a minute and a half about that I don't think the trailer's probably very long (laughs) oh wow you're really not selling this but considering how excited you got about watching it you've not seen it you don't know what happened I'm excited right let's go I'll see you soon Bye. bye this is the mortgage Cindy's college money if I do right by Mrs. Christian the circle she runs in this could be the break we've been waiting for can't take more than a couple weeks that's all I can tell you, honey. Sometimes you can't know what I'm doing. It's better that way. It's always that way. You come highly recommended, Mr. Wells. You're praised for your discretion. Thank you, ma'am. As you know, my husband passed away recently. Yes. My husband was the only one with the combination to the safe. These were my husband's private things. I didn't. I didn't realize. Do you want to tell me what you found, Mrs. Christian? Private Detective Tom Wells is one of the only people who has seen it. It is eight millimeters wide. It runs at 16 frames per second. And he has been hired to discover. All I want is to know that this atrocity is false. I want the proof of it. If what's on it is real. Finding the guys who made this film is going to be very difficult. 
I need information. I thought you might be able to help. You name the vice, I name the price. I'm gonna tell you, there's things that you're gonna see that, that you can't unsee. They get in your head and they stay there. Some doors should never be opened. Tom, where are you? You dance with the devil. The devil don't change. The devil changes you. Because once you go through... There's no going back. No! Nicholas Cage. I'm trying to understand! Whoever you were, just forget about it. I can't. There's no one left to finish this but me. Eight millimeter. A film by Joel Schumacher. like a gas station you poo before you pump oh wow niche okay <laughs> although this film having watched it this time i now get that reference oh great when how old were you when you last well, watched last it? time we saw this or last time i saw this we hadn't been to america right because in oh. the uk <laughs> you you fill up your car and then you go and pay and that really threw us when we first went to america that you you pay you need to know how much you're putting in. You pay before you pump. Anyway, slightly <laughs> off topic. First things first, pizza was great. <laughs> pizza was very small, good. Small, but great. <laughs> Tasty. Um, anyway. <laughs> Back to the film. Back to the thing in hand, so to speak. We watched 8mm with Nicholas Case. Surprise for you. Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix. The man. Mm-hmm. And others who we'll go into later. James Gandolfini. Yes. Um, what did you think? I thought it was good. Yeah. Um, it's weird, isn't it? It's weird. <laughs> I mean, it's quite out there. Obviously, the topic, the way they show quite a lot of stuff as mm-hmm. well. Like a, a real porn films were used yeah, okay. in it, and they they edited it. Right. So do you know, like when he goes in and he's got the woman nurse with the yeah chitty holes. <laughs> um, that that was a real porn film, right, okay. and they just edited it. Nice. They cut out the porn, basically. Yeah, just kept the film. Um, I'd say it was good. It was good. I, not not anything special, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about Cage, obviously. Oh yeah. Because it's a Cage film, and you can't escape that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I yeah, I thought it was good. It, it held my attention for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I wanted to. It was know, a long film. Want- it's two hour film. I wanted to know what happened. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> the DVD cut out like five minutes, five minutes to towards the end. We're like, no. How was it for you? So when's the last time you watched this? Um, probably not as long ago as other films. Maybe six, six, seven years ago. Okay. Um, it was having not in the time since last watching it. I've watched more Cage films or more of the crazier cage mm-hmm. films um i i think that he did a very good performance in <laughs> all this. right okay um he this is coming off the man who also has just like not just when this film came out in 99 in 95 i think it was he just he won an oscar he's an oscar winning actor he is wooden as shit in parts of this <laughs> film. So wooden. And I can't tell. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. If it's his 
accent or if it's, it's just, meant to it's be the, the character. It's the thing I suffer from a bit as well, the monotone voice. Thing. Monotone. He's got such a, and again, this is pot calling kettle black. Like I suffer from. Well, this, this is this is because I I'm I'm not monotone no. as that yeah. one sentence just proved it. So I I'm never quite sure. Is that am I judging people on what I expect the level of their voice? Oh, what am I trying to say here? Like the the the, the, the voice is stunning their personality. Yeah, potentially. Um, or am I just talk on a different level to most people? It's there is personality, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Um, but yeah, when he was t- <laughs> when he was on the phone. Yeah. And I don't know if that's an accent thing, as well. We've, no, we've spoken about this with some cage films. Yeah, but that- we have we haven't again. As, as normal we haven't discussed this film until right now no literally so nothing. I had this exactly same thing so you, when you were saying he did a good job mm-hmm. I was thinking oh well, he, he, he was just the same monotone voice the whole film yeah uh, apart from the last sort of I, 10 minutes I think that by having analysed what I've said when it's come out of my mouth I think I may have been a little bit patronising in saying that he did a good job because he he managed to because he not didn't. go cage yeah <laughs> yeah yeah he was he was restrained yeah. and so you <laughs> well done mate well done I still really enjoyed it you didn't uh, for some reason start doing cartwheels down the street at some point um no I mean the only time he sort of went a little bit cage was towards well right at the end when, when he's he, killing folk when he's goes through his I'm so sorry. Oh, Bruno. yawning on mic. I know. I'm so sorry. We're fully awake, people. <laughs> it's only about quarter past it's nine. It's quite early, yeah. <laughs> um, um, that when he goes and he has a little breakdown to Cinderella. Yeah. My God. <laughs> um, he called her Cinderella right at the start. I'm like, okay, I could be that could pet be name? A, that pet could name? be a nickname. That's fine. Cinderella again, and I turned to you and went, Is she actually called Cinderella? I'm like, no, can't be. And I was Cindy. Um, when he's when he gets back to his wife and he has a little breakdown, I yeah. thought he was gonna go cage then. Okay, but he didn't. I think what this proves to me is that if unless Cage is going full vampire's kiss or face <laughs> off or even uh, Conair, Mandy, Mandy was great. Yeah, mm-hmm. unless he's going that to that level, yeah, he's just not good. It's just not good. It's no, I this this is what I'm saying is that I think he put in a solid performance. I think well, I hope I hope you've got some casting alternatives for this later <laughs> yeah, on yeah. because I was racking my brains thinking who who would be better for this role and who would I prefer to see in this role. Mm. Well, there's there's one guy that basically a big actor. Okay. Now, um, who was pretty much cast as it. And then Cage came in and go, I want this role. And they went, bye-bye. That's a Not shame. Not so famous person. So who would have probably done a good job. I think he would have been more, more thuggish. Okay, can we can we oh, yeah, visit that now? Yeah, who do you think is? A bit more thuggish. Okay, right. Here's what we'll do. <laughs> for a, a teaser for later on. Yeah. And I'll try and work it out during uh, as we're talking. Okay. What? Give me a couple of clues as to who it could be. What sort of profile are we talking? Age, maybe now? Uh, similar age. Yeah. To um, cage. cage, age to cage, age to cage. Um, he, the year after this film, 
had a massive film out and became so 2000s. yeah came boom, hollywood a-lister um before this he'd done a few of my personal favorites um okay. or guilty pleasures probably more than personal favorites and i've definitely mentioned him on this pod before interesting so he had a big hit in 2000s mm-hmm. Ooh. we'll leave that little, little yeah little i like it well anyway back. what i was thinking was and, and the thing that came to mind was primal fear i would pref- i would have mm-hmm. preferred to see richard Gere do this he wasn't up no I'm not, it, I'm not saying but, he, i'm not suggesting he was um, but uh, that can, someone a bit pr- smoother well primal fear was a similar a similar topic if not identical in that it's it's a taboo subject mm-hmm. and and it's cd and i was thinking mystic river oh okay so, uh, but i think that's because it's what like, kevin bacon yeah um although th- maybe that more and then it's dark subject matter and it's although mystic river is not a 90s film it's early 2003 2000. yeah yeah that it's this was very much the 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 90s thriller yeah, mystery yeah. They, well that that's what i'm judging it against really we talk we talk if this to, came out now you'd be like this, this is, is a, great this is yeah. a great film i think you're absolutely right but in the 90s there were so many amazing great films thrillers. that yeah. have, that have came out and um have stood the test as well they've they've we watched a lot, a lot recently didn't we've we? watched quite a few and they, they do still um cape, hold up cape fear cape fear cape fear is fantastic yeah. go see cape fear because we won't be doing it on this because we've seen it um so cage some people have said uh, that they think that reading and people have said online that um that they thought that this was cage on his downward turn and i think that he was very much at the peak of his career because he'd obviously come off the back of the face off well he'd come off the back of his raising arizona which he got the oscar for which the oscar cameoed in this film did you notice it i didn't it was on uh eddie pool's desk was it the the, the, actual real one yeah his his cage's oscar yeah um, they they like wrapped it up in lace and black lace and just put it on the desk. There's a bit of like a. I was listening to something about uh, raising Arizona because that's the Coen Brothers, right? Yeah. So they don't get along with Nicolas Cage. Oh. Okay. And Nicolas Cage doesn't get along with that. This is a complete digression, but like they don't get on with each other, and you're not, and generally Coen Brothers have a, a set of actors that will typically be like George Clooney for example mm-hmm. who'll be involved in quite a lot of their projects will work even have cameos and things like that Nicolas Cage has only ever been in that that's very he's, he's never popped up in anything else yeah and that's because Raising Arizona was really Coen Brothers first big yeah picture I actually I've just I've got it wrong. He didn't get the Oscar for that. He got okay. the Oscar for leaving Las Vegas. But carry on. With okay. Your point. So, um, there was the first big feature, mm-hmm. and Nicholas Cage was coming into this as a sort of a big name, mm-hmm. you know, um, and the the sort of trust wasn't there. So he didn't know where to trust these two guys who who had, hadn't really earned the trust, mm-hmm. I guess with their sort of vision because Coen Brothers have a very 
specific type of vision for, yeah. for film um, so he was going in not knowing if he could trust them they're going in trying to wrangle Nicolas Cage that's cool yeah. and uh, it just didn't work they just didn't enjoy the process together so oh. that's that's why you don't see Nicolas Cage yeah, pop up yeah like you said the, the other ones like Clooney and, and that they do pop yeah. up in other ones yeah so, uh, nice. there you go a bit of trivia for you um, that's a good film that's a very good yeah. film yeah uh, so Cage has come off that he's come off his Oscar he's done Face Off Con Air The Rock all in consecutive years and he's getting more 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 Cage and then he did this one in 99 and I think that this is sort of going a little bit more of a serious role oh 100% for it is yeah I mean after this one he did like Gone in 60 Sessions but he did Captain Corelli's Mandolin that is an incredibly straight role yeah there's, there's no there's no going Cage in that and then he's he's worked he's sort of he's a he's, couple he's, of films every year yeah. ever since um, just caging it just caging it up other people so Joaquin Phoenix this was so this must have been the year before Gladiator mm-hmm. which is mad is the film you were referencing Gladiator was it Russell Crowe yeah <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say um one of the actors appeared in the film with the right. actor yeah Russell Russell Crowe Crow really wanted it Russell Crowe I don't particularly like Russell Crowe Sorry, so I, I don't. I, I think he would have been too thuggish. I really yeah. like Russell Crowe. I think Russell Crowe's. Um, I think he's a talented actor. I like his. Mm. His. Energy is quite muted, the yep. same as, as, as the portrayal of this, so I think that would have worked. Um, there was one thing that he had written into his. Well, written into his contract. He didn't have a contract because they just sacked him. Um he when they goes round to the like underground porn locking and you know Cage goes over and looks at the kiddie porn yeah and like wipes his hands and yeah. like this is disgusting um in that in um Russell Crowe he said that he wanted it as a stipulation that he would be smoking a cigarette he'd see it pick it up drop it in the bin and light it on fire as opposed to just sort of like yeah, taking oh, more gross. of a stance. Yeah, exactly. Them. Which I think would have worked better when he sort of just like rubs his hand on his top. It's like, no, but look at the what you've just yeah, looked at. Yeah, but he's still trying to he's still trying to achieve something. I know, but he doesn't want kiddie porn. He wants someone to get murdered on film. No, but if he sets fire to someone's belongings, regardless of what it is, he is going to get kicked out of the place. That is true. <laughs> you could bought it. Do whatever you want if you bought it. Yeah, um, but no, I think he was he was trying to achieve his goal. Mm-hmm and he was going a bit about it but well, well, no, yeah, I mean that that, <laughs> that scene in particular so he goes up to the guy at the end and, and he's saying oh I've oh, got pretty hardcore stuff whatever and have you got anything harder harder no this is what I've got but like he, the guy was the, the guy selling it was making out as if it was pretty strong stuff yeah like that could have been a euphemism it could have been mm-hmm. uh, some sort of code not even a code mm-hmm. <laughs> but like Right, I'm not gonna say what it is, mm-hmm. but it's hard. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so. I, I did. I did like though, and the uh, do you know when he went to the first one and they kicked off, yeah. and it's like, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> we will fuck a horse on a film. Yeah. But how dare you ask for that morals. film? 
<laughs> talking of the the sort of the search for snuff mm-hmm. um that that sort of sequence um they made a massive leap but i wonder if you saw this and, and what you thought of this a massive leap from them looking for that and then he's at the convent or whatever and how did how did he know about how the convent? Did go, how did he know? Hundred percent. No, I thought that. Hundred percent. Right. So, so I think there was something cut. There must have been. Must have been something because cut. I I would get it because he obviously is a private investigator. He's he's um, aware of how you would maybe find a young woman. Mm-hmm. Probably a place where they take in young woman women is a good idea. Mm-hmm. The convent. Or, but in every other scene, when he was searching for someone, it had a little like montage when he was driving yeah. of them ringing around yeah, different places. Exactly. Every other search, they did that with that. It was just like, right now we're gonna go oh, to I'm, this convent. I'm at this convent. Oh, she was here. Here's a bag. Here's a massive lead to James Gandolfini. Yeah. And you, without that, it all falls apart. And I guess you have to get it in. But like it was, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. You had the calling up of pretending to be a police officer trying to find it right at the end, mm-hmm. trying to find the guy. Um, whereas this, it was like, right, we've got the, the snuff films, okay, and I'm at the convent. Oh, I've got a suitcase. I know, I know exactly where to go now. Mm-hmm. It was, that was a bit. They they missed something there. I think, yeah, and you're I, absolutely right. I mean, they did, they did heavily have to edit this because it was the original rating for it was a NC seventeen, which I did have to Google what that meant because we have different ratings in the UK than they do in America, and that. NC seventeen is no children um, below seventeen can be admitted at all. Whereas our rating is that if you can, I'm sorry, I'm telling the American listeners how to stock eggs, but the UK listeners, we don't have this. Um, Our rating is if you are under seventeen, you have to be accompanied by an adult. Right. Um, which just seemed very strange. I know that I know that like, the South Park film heavily plays on that when they just like pay a whole other guy to take them into the cinema. <laughs> Whereas in the UK, if it's an eighteen, you have to be eighteen. If it's yeah. a fifteen, you have to be a fifteen. This um, film, they edited it five times to get it down to an R rating, which included taking out. Do you know when he's like pistol whipping him? He wasn't allowed. You weren't allowed to see the punch. The the blows land. You weren't allowed to see like um, knives go in and blood directly to come out, and and I mean you can see like clothes, these you can stab in. So they were after. They wanted to make this so that you, you could go and see it as a child. Mm-hmm. That seems mad. It's it's bizarre. The whole purpose of, the whole focus of the film is, adult, by very nature. Yeah, I think that. The, the other ones that like that did that were when I was looking into the research of, of what this NC seventeen was. So like Showgirls was wasn't an wasn't an R, it was an NC seventeen. Yes. Um and I would argue that Showgirls is a much more appropriate film for someone from under seventeen to go to see than this film. Yeah. Um Yeah, because even though the sex involved. Mm-hmm. It's just sex. It's just sex. Yeah. Everyone's everyone's consensual. Yeah. Um, whereas this plus Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell. <laughs> For <laughs> all do, the kids. I do love Showgirls. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that as a teenager and was like, "This, if this is actually what stripping is, this is amazing." <laughs> um, Gina Gershon. Oh, that sounds about right. I, yeah. I can't remember. She though, she's in it. Yeah. She's um. 
but yeah, it's it just seems very strange. But that's obviously to do with the getting the bombs on seats and. Things. No, sure, but like, even if you're di- you're directing this film, you're not going right. Fourteen year olds, let's go watch this film. Mm-hmm. Surely. It's a different way. It's a different no, no, way I get of thing. We it, we we brought up with that you can't go to the cinema until yeah. you're fifteen if you're not. If you're well, I remember 15. going to see The Matrix Reloaded, which was a fifteen. Wow. I think, and I was twelve or something. I went to see Billy Elliot, and it was a fifteen, and I remember going in, and my mom, who was very law-abiding, yeah. literally just told me to not say anything yeah. and don't smile because I had very heavy braces at the time <laughs> but was very tall yeah. so I was, was allowed to go and see it because she wanted to go see a cultured dancing film as a family <laughs> <laughs> I just love that um, but it's the same with the bums on the seats thing so this film has got a bit of a reputation that it was a flop right um, because critics were disgusted by it they hated the subject matter of it they hated how it was handled they hated pretty much everything about it it's since become a cult film and the reviews were saying that like, no one will go and watch it and the uh, not the well the writer washed his hands of it for a different reason i'll go into it in a moment um but it did actually do all right so it, the budget was 40 million and at box office, it made ninety six point six million, and has has since become quite a major cult classic film. It's doubled its, it's yeah doubled no, its income. It's made it more yeah. than its money back. Yeah. Um, but it was very heavily. It got like twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes and things like that. Tomatoes. Tomatoes. It's, you can't say it. Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. I wouldn't. I can't believe that I would say Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. I did. <laughs> um, um, but yes. Yeah, so, what did you think? So, into a bit of the uh, behind the scenes of it, the director. Oh right. So <laughs> yeah. Okay. When so that popped first, up. When my, the first thing that came up was Joel Schumacher, mm-hmm. and. Immediately, I'm thinking, oh god, Batman and Robin, yeah. Batman Return Forever, yeah, Batman Returns. Forever, Batman Forever, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. This Phantom of the Opera did Phantom of the Opera in 2004. Love Phantom of the Opera. He did Lost Boys, which I always forget that he did Lost Boys, which is another for our list because you've not seen it. One film that was because all the other <gasps> films he didn't do Falling Down. He did. You just read my notes. You did Falling Down. Wow, I love Falling Down. Which in my head I've got the Batman films as that is what his that's his, his trademark his yeah. style yeah and then when you look at like Lost Boys is a little bit more it's a bit chunk and cheek but it's got some dark moments in it Falling Down is just really dark subject matter relentless yeah, yeah. it's brilliant um, Phantom of the Opera has a few it's Phantom of the Opera I suppose um but has he not done anything since 2004 oh no no he's done other things yeah, it's just right. that was that was Sorry. the cut off of my I'm just looking at yeah <laughs> um phantom of the Opera, he stopped working <laughs> uh, <I don't> <laughs> um so so he did it he directed it but they had a massive massive falling out with the original writer of it who was called angie and kevin walker 
who these are some he hasn't done he hasn't written many films but the films that he has written are good films right so he wrote seven he wrote the screenplay for seven nice which I think it has some parallels this film and that film and the the, the, the subject matter and when you go into like the lust and things like that do you know yeah um, he did Sleepy Hollow in 99 he did this in 99 and he also did heavy rewrites on Fight Club in 99 so he had a big year nice but the studio didn't like the fact that it was I think he'd written it dark, even darker than it actually is um, and they had big, big falling outs and got rewrite it, got it rewritten basically and he has since disowned it, he's washed his hands of it, he, he famously walked off set when he was reading like the scripts of what the rewrites were and he was like this is not my film anymore I don't right. want anything to do with it um, but he is still listed as the writer even if he doesn't want anything to do with it just looking at Joel Schumacher's uh, filmography since mm. uh, Phone Booth 2002 yep uh, which I've not have you seen I've Phone not Booth? seen it that could be a oh, good we should, one we'll do that one yeah Colin Farrell yeah um, but he hasn't really done anything of particular note directing wise at least House of Cards two, two episodes of House of Cards oh, in 2013 oh, I don't well. think that's <laughs> that's fair enough I, I think I would have I would have been justified in skipping over that <laughs> but he did uh, he did number 23 uh, Jim Carrey in 2007 that was a bit of a flop wasn't it that was a massive flop yeah, yeah. I think maybe he's just having his twilight years and he's having a bit of a retirement in my head, Joel Schumacher is like a twenty-five-year-old guy who dr- drives around in a red sports car. <laughs> no, just uh, just because of Batman. <laughs> just that he seems like the kind of guy who'd be like, "Yeah, let's make Batman and Robin, man." <laughs> let's put neon paint everywhere. I love those films. They're they're a big part of my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think okay. So let's actually get back to talking about this film because we we've, we've digressed quite a bit onto other people's things. Um, what did you <laughs> I've written down a few things so I've done my, my, my normal trivia stuff and then obviously when we're watching the film we've written a few things Nicolas Cage hiding his smoking from his wife Yeah. really poorly mm-hmm. why? It, it fosters the distrust it must be just for that it, it just... she's very good She's great, yeah. She's very good. Do you recognise her? Yeah, I do. Well, I thought for a second it was... Um, uh, oh, no, what's the name? Catherine Kerner is the name. Right, okay. I th- Kina. I thought it was initially... I can't remember her name. This is bad radio. What was her name? What was her this name? This act... Okay, this Double act... Double Jeopardy. J. Oh, oh, Andrew, what's her name? What's her name? Double Jeopardy. She's beautiful and has an amazing accent. She's great, yeah. Jay. Oh, this is bad. This is awful. Okay. Why? Why? No, 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 we're not going to pause it. (laughs) Phil. (laughs) No, um, no. Just skip 20 seconds. She was great, actually. Um, She was great. Yeah. So she's, did you recognize who she actually was, though? 
She's in Get Out. She's the mum with the teacup. Oh, nice. That's her. Wow. She's done, she's done loads of other really? stuff as well. Um, but she's mum with the teacup. Um, she's married to the guy that, uh, in, in Get Out. Her husband is the annoying, well, one of the many annoying guys in uh, Godzilla. Yeah. King of Masters. Very good. Bad film. Which we watched last week. Oh. And that is <laughs> fucking awful. Bad film. I still don't actually know what happened. You fell asleep. I fell asleep. I never fall asleep during I, films. And I fell asleep during that film. I cannot stress how bad that film was. Mm-hmm. And I didn't hate the first new Godzilla. No. It, it wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. This was wall to wall terrible <laughs> um, so other funny bits we seem to be digressing I don't think you particularly enjoyed this film enough to actually talk about it Ashley George Ashley George was there in Double Jeopardy as who I thought it was very it good um, it's not that I I didn't really make any notes I was I was going along with the film I, I wanted to know what happened mm-hmm. there were parts where I thought she might still be alive mm-hmm. and there were parts I kind of wanted her to still be alive, um, just for just for in, in, you know to make it a bit more interesting. But so what you've described there is one of the heavy criticisms about it that right. came from the critics at the time. Okay. They're saying that it's a mystery thriller, and there's no mystery. No mystery. You, you're told exactly. At there's the no start. mystery, and the the thriller aspect, it all the peril. Um, happens mo- pretty much only at the end and then it is instantly well they've, they've spoilers they kill whacking phoenix they're like we're gonna kill him we killed him yeah. there's there's no sort of yeah yeah um, they don't like that breathe. suspense they don't like that breathe no. at all it's like he goes and gets the tape he comes back mm-hmm. gives him the tape they kill whacking phoenix yeah there's no that's that's literally probably three minutes yeah. in the film probably um, where you think, oh god, there's a bit, there's a bit of a, some sort of weight to this, mm-hmm. and then no, nothing. I think that I mean there isn't that much trivia that goes with it. After I think that it's not, it's not that deep of a film. No, you kind of you what you see is what you get. That's where the other ninety thrillers that we we have watched in the last couple of years are, are fantastic mm-hmm. because. You don't. Re- you genuinely don't know where they're going to go mm-hmm. up until the last moment. Um, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, is oh. one of those where you you you're left wondering what's happening. Mm-hmm. Our this, first, our first podcast. Our first podcast. Mm-hmm. Check it out, guys. Um, <laughs> but this was, I think, as you, yeah, that's right. I think I was waiting for something, some sort of twist. The twist was that the guy was in on it. Yeah, the, the solicitor, or the lawyer, what, the lawyer. But I didn't believe that he was. I I I had a, a suspicion about him anyway. It wasn't really that big of well, a. Well, especially at the start when he was like, "I deal only with you. Yeah. I don't trust lawyers." Take <laughs> <Yeah>. note, guys. <laughs> yeah. Don't this trust guy. this guy. And even it just didn't. It wasn't like, oh my god, mm-hmm. the guy. You know, I think if the wife had been in on it, yeah, yeah, and that would have been the wife killing herself. It's like. I mean, yeah, I get it. But it's sad, but it's, it's sad, but it's not. The one thing that always gets me that I'm, I'm like, why, why would you do that? When he rings up her mom, when he rings up Marianne's yeah, mom in the middle of, and says, yeah, 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 this, give me your permission. Let me put this burden on you. Yeah. You're the reason. You're the deciding yeah. force that these are. And I never got that. 
Do you know when, how they did that though? Um, they it was a telephone. It was a real no, it was a real telephone, with Nicolas Cage was in another room, in this this house that they, they was shot in, um, and he was talking the lines to it directly, and it was like normally it's the director feeding the the actor the lines and they're reacting to it, but it was actually a a conversation of that's cool. They did one and did the other, obviously not. The his filmed bits weren't recorded yeah. in it because he was in the woods. Um, no, no. A thing that I did find quite like there was there was a lot of um, obvious and coincidental plot points, like you're saying with the 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 convent. the, uh, the nuns the uh, the nuns. Um, so she's missing for six years, and they never have to look in the cistern of the toilet. No, but what? I, to be fair, they did explain that. So Nicholas Cage did say to the to the mom because it was a run a runaway and not a kidnapping. The police don't take it seriously. No, I meant the the mom. The mom didn't find. That's it. the toilet. Do you look in our system? When's the last, ah? When's the last time you looked in our system? Well, yeah, our system's yes. only two years old because we had our bathroom done. But <laughs> in in the previous toilet quite a lot because it used to break (laughs) or you put the thing in so it cleans the toilet in the system Mrs whatever her name was Matthews Matthews had very very good plumbing and never had any toilet problems so I had no no reason to Um, but in six years why would you not look in the toilet anyway anyway that was that was the thing also one of my little pet peeves was when he was like, go to the place that we spent 4th of July. What, in a hostel? In a dump? <laughs> Bump beds. Absolute <laughs> you're thinking, you're thinking. When he said that, I was thinking, right, I mean, is she going to be able to get in there? Mm-hmm. You know, is she going to be able to get a room and mm-hmm. stuff? And then, yeah, it was like a Their hostel. Their house is enormous yeah. where they live. Sure, they can scrape together a little bit more than to get Where was that beds. meant to be? Like, it wasn't on a lake or anything? It no, wasn't. it was a cabin in the woods. It wasn't even that. It was like it seemed like it was just a motel at the side of a highway. It, it wasn't. Well, there were several rooms, and she managed to get the exact same room because he went straight to that door and knocked on it. <laughs> he, he pulled up in the. He didn't even go to the reception. No. Nope. Pulled up in the car, ran straight in there. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, so it was shot in Brooklyn, majority. The what? house at the end with the big uh, the big fight scene, that was a real location. It the Joel Shoe. Um, Schumacher found it when he was driving through Brooklyn and he was like oh creepy house next to the um, graveyard next to the overpass brilliant perfect we'll we'll ask them if we can use their house and they use their house the dino velvet his name is a nod to blue velvet from 1986 Dino Dino thank you Dino same thing (laughs) isn't it um have you you've not seen Blue Valley? Have I've you? not. Now no. that's a fucked up film. That's a really weird film. Better than this. It, <laughs> it's weird. It, it, yeah, it is. But it it yeah. <laughs> kind of it's kind of scarred me. That film has a little bit. Right, we won't David watch Fincher. That. Oh, I like him. Yeah, I love him. He's yeah. one of my favorite filmmakers. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay, yeah. let's watch that. I'll watch it. I'll watch it on my own. <laughs> yeah, please do. Uh, it's it's very strange. But anyway, that's that's a nod to that. 
and the original working title for this film was Sexy World. Wow. Oh yeah. That is inappropriate. <laughs> um, did you notice the uh, uh, the song that um, Apex Twins "Come to Daddy," which that was kind of like the theme song right. of the film? Didn't like the music. At all. Not really. Do you know the Apex Twins? Apex. Apex Twin song, not Twins. Um, well, I don't know. Because it's just. Yeah, I I didn't enjoy the music. Like, when you first got to Hollywood, there was that. Is that what that was? Uh, And there was just people shouting. (laughs) No, do you know that this composer of this was actually an Oscar winning composer? And the music was celebrated. Fantastic, I didn't enjoy it. One of the only things about the film that was in the (laughs) reviews. Um, Okay. Casting alternatives. I'm, you know what? I'm always really surprised that you get the same tune. <laughs> you say that every time because I change my mind so much about what I'm going to sing. No, just because I don't know. I don't, I expect that you would go and just make up a funny little tune, but you always get it the same. Mm-hmm. And it just surprises that me. That muscle memory. It's in there now. <laughs> Episode three hundred and ninety. Casting alternatives. Um, who do you want? Let's start with James Gandolfini. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, he did Sopranos Norman the same Reed. year. He started Sopranos in the same year. Yes. Yeah. Which we talked about watching. Actually. Exactly. We've, we've yeah. never seen it. That's a bit, today. That's, yeah. Today we got the DVDs. We talked about that. Yeah. Um, Norman Reedus, whatever his name is. Rashid. No. Daryl from Walking Dead. No. Come on. I'm Darryl. just saying he was in it, wasn't he? Daryl from Walking Dead. Rocking yeah. the same rocking the same haircut and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I bet it's a wig. I bet he's had that the wig. The same wig. The same wig. All the way through. No. He's doing Are you being tr- serious? He's doing a Trump. He's, he's, you're joking, he's obviously. He's stuck with that haircut because he's had bad plugs he's or a I've, bad toupee and now I he's gonna stick with it. I fell for that. You think that's true? Are you, are you joking? No, I'm joking. Yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Not uh, joking about the Trump thing. I fully think that. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. Fuck Trump. Um, <laughs> um, right, hit me with the least important of the characters first. Dino Velvet. Yeah. The, so the yeah, yeah. porn producer. Who was he? Um, He was... Oh, have I got his name written down? He, I've not got his name written down, but he was in Lost. Oh, the second Jurassic Park film. He's in that. Um, so up for his role was Tommy Lee Jones, which I think would have he wouldn't he he, he couldn't have done the CD as well. What but, Tommy Lee Jones? I think Tommy Lee Jones. Have you ever seen Tommy Lee Jones? Yeah, but he's not he's not like porn producer CD. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The reviews are in. Uh, yeah. William Defoe, or Willem Defoe. Willem Defoe. Love I, it. I think he could have done it. Yeah. I think Willem he could have done it. Oh, Fargo. There you go. That's what he was in. Oh uh, yeah. Peter. Peter Stormare. Thank you. <laughs> that was the the actual guy that. Uh, he was Satan in Constantine. Nice. He actually played the Dino character, which was very good. I did like when he got shot. He played that very well. Um, director. So there's a few other people that they wanted to direct, but the the main one was David Fincher, and yeah. that was he come off the back of Seven, yeah, and um, 
wanted that like creepy creepy thing yeah oh I've just realised what it's it's David Lynch that did Blue Velvet not David Fincher okay very different very different director David Lynch being Twin Peaks Twin Peaks Yeah, yeah yeah no David Fincher is Seven yeah Seven and he's uh, let me just get the rest of his filmography <laughs> but no David look, we talked about David Fincher there's there's definitely a film that I want to watch of his that I haven't seen yet that because um, he's great every yeah. single film is, is incredible that he's done so he was he was up for this was he like well, I, the, I guess the, that, the writer yeah had worked with him he'd written Seven oh, of course yeah. with him yeah Um. so it was oh that's that's an easy sort of get so David Fincher, Zodiac, yes, Gone Girl, mm-hmm. Social Network, um, Mindhunters, the series we need to watch of his. Um, he also did Benjamin Button. Benjamin Button. Mm-hmm. Panic Room. Panic Room which was Great good. Room. Fight Club. The game that was the one. There the we game. go. Um, okay, so Max, who was. Joaquin Phoenix's character. Yep, Max California. I really liked Joaquin Phoenix in this. Yeah, me too. He was 25 when he did it. He was it was a year before he broke with. I mean, he'd done he'd he'd been Caesar famous. Whatever the hell he was. Child star Commodus. Um, he'd been an actor since he was a child, so he's he was well versed in the ways of Hollywood by this time. Um, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. I could have seen that. Same, same jest in it, really. Yeah. Although, could you see Mark Wahlberg doing the Joker now? No, I, not as an actor, but like as a, at that time of his life. Young buck. Because he would, he he was in Boogie Nights. Like you could. I he, think Mark Wahlberg would that. have had that sort of which, Joaquin Phoenix had in this that sort of like, naivety. No, not naivety, but the innocence of that he was in this very seedy world. The same as Mark Wahlberg and Bo- Boogie Nights. In this very seedy world. But you you know that that character is a good yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, I, I could I could I buy could, yeah, Wahlberg. Yeah. So, um, Tom Cage. Like we said, Russell Crowe. He basically got it. Um, and they said that sorry mate you're not big enough um, a cage rang up the company the, company, the studio <laughs> Columbia <laughs> yeah and said uh, well his agent did and said that cage, uh, cage is really interested in this film um, can he have it and they went yeah because he's a massive star they got much bigger budget off the back of it and they had a lot more like like oomph on the press I mean this was they say it was a flop it was box office number one the week it opened it, it did well um, Bruce Willis was offered it but he turned it down but other ones that were in the running for it Val Kilmer probably having come off the back of the Batman films yeah I think well, Val Kilmer he would have I think he could have played maybe the director the porn director do you think Val Kilmer I don't really know what else he's done really but do you think he's <laughs> he probably could have done better could have done more. Mm-hmm. I like Valcoma. He did like the Doors film and things like oh, that. Oh, he did, didn't he? he? Yeah, yeah. Um, Charlie Sheen. I think he would have been a bit too unhinged. Again, I, th- I could see him as a, the one of the porn producer porn people. Peeps. 
Um, John Travolta. This is... After Face Off. This is Face Off Travolta. No. No. And no, I'm not no. feeling that. Um, I think the Travolta having a tiny baby wouldn't have been as believable as well. <laughs> Do you know, like... No, he's older. He's older. Cage was 35 yeah. in this film. Um, and the last one, Mel Gibson. I like, Gibson. That. I like that. It goes for an audition. Nah, no the baby. <laughs> yeah, too old, mate. Um, Mel Gibson. I could see Mel Gibson doing this. You see none of those. If he killed his wife. Spoilers yeah. for Mad Max there. Original. If you've nice. not seen the seventies classic that is Mad Max, by now. Seventies. Yeah, late seventies. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that is it. That is the end of our trivia fantastic thank you very much thank you um so watching it again you're happy with it i probably enjoyed it as much as i did back then great i i came to this when i was going through looking for um cage films but mainly uh, Joaquin phoenix films where i found this i'd heard about it that it was this sort of dark subject matter and i like films that are a bit more edgy so I was like, oh, I'll watch that. Right. Um, it f- doesn't tend to come up. I think it's one of those films that you have to have know someone who's seen it to have seen it because it doesn't get shown on the tally. It kind of has gone a bit unmissed because of the subject matter in it. Unmissed. Unmissed. What did I say? Yes, what you said. Yeah. It's gone a bit missed. Ah. <laughs> it's really popular. The Everyone opposite. Has this in their DVD. The opposite. Everyone has this in their DVD collection. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. One thing that I love about it mm-hmm. is the name. 8mm. Fantastic. Because it's ambiguous. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Like me thinking it was about a gun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but just like, it could be anything. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's everything. Mm-hmm. Every, it's, the whole film is about this, this. thing. But mm-hmm. it, that could be anything. And also the fact that when they explain what 8mm is and that you it isn't for reproduction and that's a big thing on the film. That yeah. It's like, oh, no, he's made it purposely for yeah. himself. Great. Yeah. No, I love that. I think that that bit was really dark when, they, when the guy was like, why did you do it? And I was like, because he can. I was like, ooh. It's a sort of satire of, of greed and, mm-hmm. and the, the 1%. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, enjoyed it. Glad we watched it. I'm glad we watched it. Not my favourite. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, oh, go, go on. on. Sorry, no. no. I was gonna say next one. I, we don't know what we have a little list. I say list, a little pile of DVDs that we've got that we're going to yeah. be working through. Probably more than we normally do. Yeah. Um, God, God knows we've got time on our hands. We've got time. Um, I'm thinking the next one's going to be an absolute smash hit. I think it might be a bit lighter. Oh. Okay. You can still have a smash hit. There's a lighter. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. I've got a good feeling about the next nice. one. So the our new regular feature is: Did you prefer this more than the last film we watched? The last film we watched was Titanic. Oh. So I don't think there's any competition. Titanic. Oh yeah, eight millimeter. Oh yeah, of course Titanic. <laughs> yeah, Titanic, of phenomenal film. Loved it. Still loved it. Enjoyed watching it. Yeah, I still. Yeah, fantastic. Mm-hmm. So um, right that's us for this week yeah if you want to get hold of us you can contact us through social media on our instagram at how have you not seen our twitter not seen podcast and email 
not uh, oh god not seen podcast at gmail.com yeah so give us a bell if you're new to it if this is your first time listening to us or finding us we're now on google podcasts oh nice i had to go through the back door because uh, you're only allowed to do it if you're in america uh, and we famously are not in america no we're in manchester yeah england because there's a manchester there's several manchesters in america oh yeah um but we're in england <laughs> so it's irrelevant you can find us on google podcasts mm-hmm. if you find us already i imagine that's not a real consideration for you <laughs> hi hi um but uh, they're not in america <laughs> i apologize for my american accent then no go on give us another bit what should what, i say or what should you say um this is deeply offensive there's a deeply that's Irish <laughs> this is deeply offensive deeply offensive all I had in my head was the Bill Clinton yeah, I, I did, did not have, have sexual, sexual relations with that yeah. woman um, <laughs> I, could t- I could tell that's what you're going for <laughs> I found this deeply offensive that's a bit Donald Trump exactly okay similar voices different different camps but very similar voices you think- Bill Clinton and Donald Trump have similar voices. In my head they do, or the way I tell them. Um, Right, we're going to love you and leave you. (laughs) See you later, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.